This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a DOD contractor pleads guilty to shafting domestic suppliers by buying cheaper parts overseas. The Navy is using AI to optimize personnel assignments. And federal employees can now watch a video on a snow day on how snow days are determined. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Federal employees have some answers on how the government determines snow days. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. A new video details the steps of the process for deciding when federal facilities in D.C. will be closed. The decision is ultimately up to the Office of Personnel Management, but the new video explains that the agency actually partners with the National Weather Service to make the call. OPM also says changes in the government's operating status are pretty rare. They usually happen for weather events like snow or occasionally hurricanes. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. In what's being called an era of great power competition, the Secretary of the Air Force announces sweeping changes. Federal News Network's Anastasia Obis reports. The service will bring back warrant officers' ranks in IT and cyber fields to provide leadership in these specialized fields. The service also plans to move Air Force's cyber from under Air Combat Command and make it a standalone service component command. The move reflects the importance of the cyber mission to the Air Force. Anastasia Obis, Federal News Network. The largest federal employee union is calling on Congress to give federal employees a higher pay raise this year. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the details. The American Federation of Government Employees is calling on lawmakers to support a 7.4% average pay raise for federal employees next year. That's what federal employees would receive under a recent bill introduced by Congressman Jerry Connolly and Senator Brian Schatz. Feds got a 5.2% average pay raise this year. AFGE National President Everett Kelly tells members at a rally on Capitol Hill that higher pay is a top issue for the union. Matter of fact, it's past time for federal employees to receive what they'll do for our hard work and service to the American people. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A defense contractor from Missouri pleaded guilty to obtaining parts for the military from overseas, undercutting domestic suppliers. David Marar is facing one felony count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. From April to October of 2022, Marar received nine federal contracts using fraudulent misrepresentations worth at least $333,000 for parts including nuts, bolts, washers, sleeves, and tools. Marar is scheduled to be sentenced on May 7th. The charge carries a penalty of up to 20 years in prison and a fine of up to $250,000. Hawaii Congresswoman Jill Takuda is pressing defense officials to address residents' complaints about their drinking water. The Hawaii Department of Health has received over 50 reports about tap water quality from people using the Navy water system. The complaints resurfaced almost two years after the Navy finished its major effort to clean up 19,000 gallons of fuel that leaked into the drinking water supply at Joint Base Pearl Harbor-Hickam. 
Meredith Berger, Assistant Secretary of the Navy for Installations, Energy and Environment, says the service has a team of scientists and communications experts to look into the problem and share information with residents. The CIO SP3 contract is in need of yet another extension. The National Institutes of Health IT Acquisition and Assessment Center, or NITAC, is working through the process to add six more months to the current expiration date of April 29th. NITAC is planning to keep CIO SP3 open through October 29th and have the option for another six months after that if necessary. The NITAC director says the reason for the new extension is that the CIO SP4 vehicle is facing six new protests before the Court of Federal Claims, which could take up to a year to resolve. How effective are student loan repayments for federal recruitment and retention? The Office of Personnel Management wants to hear more from agencies. Along with OPM's standard data collection on how much agencies gave out in student loans last year, OPM is looking for optional feedback from agencies on best practices and lessons learned for the government's student loan repayment program. Agencies have until March 31st to respond. The Navy is implementing artificial intelligence to optimize personnel assignments. Captain Kathleen Powell, the force data officer for the Navy Reserve, says her team is using data analytics to automate and streamline the process of personnel assignments. The AI system considers the specific requirements of different communities within the service. For instance, the system will optimize assignments based on unique skill sets or needs of different groups. The goal of the system is to allow the service to decrease the workload for its sailors. What credit should artificial intelligence get for creating new inventions? The Patent and Trademark Office is coming up with answers. The agency issued new guidance for inventorship in the AI age. It gives instructions to determine whether a human's contributions to an innovation are significant enough to qualify for a patent. That's in cases when an AI algorithm contributed to the work. USTPO says it's not implementing any new requirement to disclose the use of AI, except in some rare circumstances. Some military members may be eligible for more types of paid time off. The Office of Personnel Management is amending the rules for recent changes to family and medical leave as well as paid paternal leave. Under the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act, employees became eligible for the leave after a year of federal service, but initially only civilian service was counting toward that requirement and not military service. Now OPM says military service should be counting toward that total. Agencies should reach out to employees who have passed military service to see if they qualify for the benefits. The long-term impacts of a hybrid federal workforce might just be a shrinking footprint of federal buildings and more satisfied federal employees. According to a new study, the National Capital Planning Commission and the Metropolitan Washington Council of Governments find a telework-friendly federal workforce will help agencies attract and retain employees. They also find it'll help accelerate efforts to consolidate the footprint of federal office buildings especially in the D.C. metro area. The study also says some impacts are unclear, such as whether less commuting by teleworkers reduces carbon emissions. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, February 14th, 2024, I'm Peter Masurlian. 